Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, as always, wherever you are, and whatever part of the day you're in, I appreciate you joining me, giving me a little bit of your time. Hopefully it helps you a little bit, gives you some information, and hopefully it helps our country even if just a little bit. For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast with others, tell people about it, thank you so much. I'm incredibly grateful for that. Y'all help it to grow when you tell people about it. Really more than anything I could do online or anywhere else really so thank you not a lot on the homestead uh, because we had to do some back-to-school shopping today and for those of you that don't know which I imagine is precious few the cost of everything is exorbitant and that word truly fits here it is crazy how expensive stuff is right now and if you don't think that we are seeing a little bit of inflation seeing the prices go up across the board almost Just go shop a little bit and see how far your money goes. And that was about it for that. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you and your son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the many blessings that you have bestowed upon each of us individually and as a nation. Thank you for the relationships that you have blessed us with. Thank you for you again. Help us to be still, Father, to listen to your voice, to make time, to make quiet spots during the day, to listen to you and talk to you and hear what you have for us. Guide our steps. Guide our nation and those who lead us and forgive us our sins. In your son's name we pray. And God, my words here, please, Father. Amen. little side note before we get rolling. That prayer reflects a little missive that I got from my father recently. And, you know, you can apply it to relationships in your life. Those good friends that you have, one of the traits of a really good friend always without fail is that they will listen to you, that they'll be there, really be there with you, not trying to think of the next clever thing that they can say or not trying to tell you how you should feel or what you should have done or what you should do or anything else, but really just sit there and be 
I think uh, those of y'all that are married for sure know that uh, if your marriage is, if you've been blessed with a good spouse at all, uh, but even if you're not married, those relationships that you have, you know, that's a defining characteristic of a truly great friend. And so if we want that kind of relationship with God, that friendship with Jesus Christ, although it obviously looks different, we have to actually make time. And I'm, I'm really bad at this. And I think really without stepping on too many toes, beside, I mean, without stepping on my own and too many toes, we, we have to, to see that as a society that we're just so busy. We wake up in the morning and we're going. We got to get to the next thing. We got to work a little bit longer to earn a little bit more money. We got to take our kids to one more event. We got to have events on Tuesday and Thursday and then Friday and maybe Wednesday and Monday and then maybe another one on Tuesday and Saturday all day. And then maybe we'll cram in a few things Sunday afternoon after church early in the morning. And in the, 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 the little downtime that we do have, we immediately turn on the phone or the TV. I would throw this out there, not really knowing the answer for y'all, just asking you to think about it yourselves, and then we'll move on. When was the last time you really just sat and listened for God. Sat on the porch and watched the sunrise or the sunset. Just a thought. We're going to go back into uh, democracy. Uh, we're a republic. Anybody that tells you that we're a democracy is just, that's what we're turning into is a true mob democracy. And that's what apparently a lot of people want by their actions. Uh, and you can see why democracies are very friendly toward totalitarian um, ideologies, governments, dictatorships, uh, really leftism, socialism, communism, Nazism, fascism, all of them have a use for democracy, true democracy. It's, it's a mob mentality that leads into all of those different types of tyranny, a stepping stone, if you will. And so it was, it was something that our founders rightly feared. We talked about a quote from John Adams yesterday. Today, Benjamin Rush, one of our signers of the Declaration, wrote this in a letter to Thomas Jefferson. Benjamin Rush, as an aside, we're going to talk about him for a few days, or at least a few of his quotes. With education coming up, he was a huge proponent of public education, uh, wrote some papers on it. And so the interesting thing there, if we did a better job of educating, we would realize truly that that we're a republic and not a democracy. If we did a better job of 
of really using the language well. And I'm guilty of it too, folks. I throw words around without really thinking about their meaning. And that's very dangerous sometimes. I have always considered Christianity as the strong ground of republicanism. The spirit is opposed not only to the splendor, but even to the very forms of monarchy. And many of its precepts have for their objects republican liberty and equality, as well as simplicity, integrity, and economy and government. It is only necessary for republicanism to ally itself to the Christian religion to overturn all the corrupted political and religious institutions in the world. It's a great quote. There's a lot here. The first is that we're a republic, and the republicanism that Benjamin Rush is talking about, obviously not the Republican Party because they weren't anywhere near around at this point, but republicanism as a form of government. And he's saying that you can't have republicanism, which goes along with a quote that we read recently from Adams, I think, but I can't remember for sure, but talking about the fact that you can't have a republic or any type of free government without these principles of Christ. And Benjamin Rush is saying here, you know, it's liberty, equality, simplicity, integrity. And you got to love this one, considering that we have run our debt up to a number now that is really hard to even comprehend. It's so big. Uh, and we're destroying the futures of our children and grandchildren, just saddling them with debt. You know, I had somebody, as an aside, anyway, he, he economy of government, that's that's the principle of the spirit, republicanism, one of those founding precepts of Christianity. He's talking about that lay the foundation for republicanism. I had somebody online hit me recently talking about how the debt wasn't going to hurt our children and grandchildren, which is just mind-boggling to me that anybody thinks that. But as a real quick analogy, you can think about it this way. Uh, and of course, there's so many laws and loopholes today. This, there's some holes here. But if you as a parent go out and run up all kinds of crazy debt, loans, cars, houses, credit cards, uh, and then you die, who gets saddled with that? Your children. Your children. The idea that as a country that we can continue to spend, because we, we don't have a taxing, well, we do have a taxing problem, but the problem with our budget is not that we don't have enough money coming in. We have more money than we need coming in. The problem uh, is that the tax system is beyond hypocritical, but also that we have a spending problem. You know, my wife and I were just talking about this wherever you are in whatever part of the country, we're kind of in a small community. We have a little post office down the road. When I was a little boy, it was open all day. Uh, I think, in fact, a little bit before people went off to work and, and a little bit after people got off work. But it was open for a full day. And now it's open for half day at best and for like one hour on Saturday. 
And, you know, that's a service that a lot of people really use still and, and need. But we've cut down on the hours because we don't have the money, theoretically, right? And yet we give all this money to all these welfare programs, but we can't keep our post office fully staffed and open. And that's just one little example, folks. But anyway, the economy of government is a foundation of republicanism. And again, his last line, all that we've got to do to overturn all these corrupt political and religious institutions is to truly combine the principles of Christ with the principles of republicanism. This is, well, I've got two. I think I can get through them pretty quickly. Alexander Hamilton, uh, talking about the Constitution. You don't know anything about Hamilton. He was uh, first one of the first constitutional lawyers, wrote 51 of the 85 Federalist Papers. Uh, and after the convention in 1787 made this comment, for my own part, I sincerely esteem it a system which without the finger of God never could have been suggested and agreed upon by such a diversity of interests. Yet again, folks, when people tell you that we weren't founded on the principles of Christ, they don't know what they're talking about. Hamilton, and, and this is the great thing. Uh, a lot of people say, well, why isn't in the Constitution? Uh, again, because they didn't have to be explicit with that generation. They knew the Bible. And Hamilton's saying there's no way we would have gotten this Constitution passed without God, the Father of Jesus Christ. little excerpt from the Patriots Bible. Editors, Dr. Richard Lee, phenomenal resource. Again, I recommend it if you don't have it along with the uh, Founder's Bible from Wall Builders, Barton, and uh, America's God and Country Encyclopedia of Quotes. This is one paragraph talking about the Constitution. Much has been made of the Constitution's silence on the subject of God or any Christian designation. The consensus of the framers was that religious matters were best left to the individual citizens and their respective state governments and relationships between religion and civil government were already defined in most state constitutions in the founding era. For the federal government to enter into matters regarding religion would have been to encroach upon or usurp state jurisdiction. So when you have somebody that tells you that God's not in the Constitution, uh, A, he is implicitly through the Bill of Rights, uh, a couple other things, which are completely based upon the Bible. But B, as we have read on this very podcast, those early state constitutions, a number of them, that was a requirement was to have faith in Jesus Christ. And so the federal level, they didn't see any need to put anything in there. And so what's happened is over the years is the states have gotten rid of it. Now we're left with a federal constitution that doesn't explicitly talk about it. And, and we don't know the Bible, and so we don't know our founding. And that's a longer podcast, but that's a real short gist of it. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless your marriages. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.